0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler. Extremely excited to be joined today by Penn State corner, Johnny Dixon, one of the premier corners in the 2024 NFL Draft. Johnny, appreciate you joining me, man. Talk to me about how this pre-draft process has been so far for you.
0: Of course, man. It's going good. It uh, had to do with a little pause. I got hurt at the senior at the senior bowl, so um, I'm dealing with a little injury. But I'm sure I'll be back by time. It's time to play football.
1: Taking me into some, this pre-draft process before the injury, some things that maybe you were focusing on, Johnny, as far as things that you wanted to fine-tune in your game, whether it's your just certain leverages against certain guys, maybe ball skills down the field, turning your head, or in the run game as well. Just maybe some certain things that you're looking at improving your game as you get closer to the NFL draft.
0: When it comes to training, I was working on my speed. I was sure I was going to hit uh, four four, probably high four threes. And then on the field, I was working on my hands. You know, it's a completely different game. And then I felt you can't touch people as much. So yeah. working on not being as handsy. And um, yeah, basically that, working on not being as handsy and working my feet. And then I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of reps inside at the next level. So I was working on my slot uh, technique, too.
1: Johnny, for those out there that are unfamiliar with your game, right, at South Carolina and the SEC and at Penn State in the Big Ten, two Power Five conferences, what are teams out there that going to get in Johnny Dixon, not only as a player, whether you're at nickel or on the perimeter, but as a leader in the locker room as well?
0: Well, on the field, you're getting an exciting, versatile player, a playmaker. They make plays at whatever position he's at. And then off the field, I'm just someone you can look to when you're trying to figure out how to move. I'm I'm big on being a leader by, by example. I'm not going to be very vocal. I've never been the type to scream in people's face, but I lead by example.
1: Talk to you about your time at South Carolina and Penn State. I mean, you were targeted 130 times in college. You only allowed two touchdowns. Haven't allowed a single touchdown in, in back-to-back years. Not a lot of guys in college that can say that in the competition that you're going against against every single week in the Big Ten against guys like Roman Wilson and Corlelius Johnson at Michigan or Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca at and guys like that at Ohio State. Just talk to me about your time there, both those schools, and how it helped you evolve as a player.
0: It helped me evolve because I was playing against the best competition, but it was a big Ten. See, those are the two best uh, conferences in college. So I saw the best it, whether it came from receivers, running backs, I went up against the best and it comes down to one to compete and one to be and wanted to be the best and wanted to be known as that. So every time I touched the field, I mentality that I couldn't be beat.
1: Talk to you about your time a little bit more, Johnny, at Penn State, that atmosphere. I know I chatted with your teammate, Kalen King, when we were down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and he always talked about just that atmosphere is just different up there at Happy Valley, whether it's just a regular game, is it homecoming or, or the whiteout, which is always a national nationally broadcasted game. Talk to you about your experience up there in Happy Valley and just how special it was playing in front of the Nittany Lions fans.
0: Yeah, I appreciate Everything about Penn State and opportunity it gave me to play on the stage that I got to play on, like how you talk about the whiteout and just all those all those big time games that Penn State allowed me to play in, it prepared me for the next level. Cause I feel like there's no there's no game or no moment that'll be too big.
1: Absolutely. Johnny, talk to me about your game on the perimeter and different things that may you do before the snap is ever gone, right? When the ball's ever off. Is it is it film study? Is it certain tendencies or alignment that you look at receivers? What do you do on the outside, whether you're an off man or you're, you're in the contact window and trying to bump somebody off the line of scrimmage? What do you do maybe pre-snap to help you win a rep before the ball is ever snapped?
0: It's all about knowing who you're going against. Different guys have different things they're good at, different guys play with different techniques. So I like to dive into, when I'm watching film, I dive into specific players and I see what they're good at, what they're bad at, and figure out how to beat them, attack their weaknesses. Are there certain
1: guys out there, maybe they're active or inactive, Johnny, that you look at and you take certain things and add that to your game? I know you're your own high-level ball player on the outside, but maybe some active or inactive guys that you just say, I want to take a little something from their game and put it into mine.
0: Um, I love to watch Jerry Alexander Love to watch him. Just the way he competes, I feel like is what makes him so good. He's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but the way he attacks receivers, the way he attacks the game, is what makes him so good. So I'll say him for one. And then Xavier Howard, the way he goes for the ball, he's always he always has eyes at the ball, always disrupting time with the receivers. He just plays the game with a high IQ level.
1: I'm glad you mentioned Xavier Howard because my next question, Johnny, was about your ball production and your instincts and I think it's just overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly apparent when you turn on your tape and you watch you All-22. Is that something that's always been a part of your game? Did you have maybe in the past where you played a little wide receiver, you know a little bit of the nuances of what receivers like to do, it's just the instincts you've always had on the outside?
0: Honestly, I, yeah, in high school, of course, 7-on-7 seven seven growing up, I played a little bit of wide receiver, running back, offensive side, but um. It just comes down to being comfortable. You got to know that when the ball's in the air, it's a 50-50 chance. Like, you can get it, order, see if can get it, but I'm trying to make it 70-30. I want the ball more than he does.
1: Johnny, when you look at your game, comparatively to the rest of the corners in this class, obviously last year, this draft class, I mean, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, there were a lot of names that came out in the first round. When you look at this year and the talent that you obviously look across the board and say, how do I compare myself to this guy? And Again, you're your own high-level ball player. But when you look at Johnny Dixon's game, how do you believe it separates from the other corners in this class?
0: I'm more versatile. I'm not just a corner. I can play corner. I can play nickel. Whatever position a team needs, they can put me at it, and I will have success at it. So that's what I'll say. And then I have really good feet. It's easy for me to stay on top of receivers, really good at the line, so stuff like that.
1: I think something that's underappreciated in your game, Johnny, is your ability to play the edge as well as a further extension of just as a run defender, right? And be able to stack and shed a receiver. It doesn't matter if it's a 5'10 guy or it's a 6'2 guy and your ability to get around him. Can you talk about your willingness and the physicality outside to set the tone and maybe stick your face in the mud a little bit?
0: Yeah, all that comes with my love of the game football is a physical sport it's a man's game so if you're not willing to get dirty it's just not the sport for you so i'll say that just comes with my pride and my love of the game willing to be physical like that
1: absolutely Johnny. look last one for you here man before we get you out of here what are what are some things that you like to do off the field johnny dixon are you a are you a cook Do you like to game what are some different things that, that you like to do when you're not strapped up johnny
0: i like to game you'll catch me on call of duty uh war zone resurgence stuff like that or i'll be out fishing depending on how the day is early in the morning i'll probably get up grab my pole and go catch
1: so you guys just kind of heads down to the local lake for bass and catfish or are you someone that maybe wants to go deep sea fishing one of these days and some wrangling a thousand pound marlin or something like that
0: no nah, i'm I'm a local lake type of guy i like to catch bass see if i can catch a bigger one than the day before stuff like
1: that awesome and look last one for you johnny just how how special is that moment going to be for you and your family when you look back on your career from when you were a kid, first time you ever put on a helmet, to high school, to college at Carolina, and then at, at Penn State, and now you're in this pre-draft process, just a few months away from the Combine in Indy. How special is that moment going to be for you, Johnny, for you and your family when you hear your name called in a couple months?
0: It's going to be special. It's a moment I've been working for. Something that, to be honest with you, is the only thing I could say I've consistently ever wanted. So a couple bets with my friends on if I'm going to cry or not. I don't think I will, but <laughs> <laughs> as it gets closer, I don't know. So we'll see.
1: That's my conversation with Penn State corner Johnny Dixon. There are a lot of different duos in this draft, as far as guys that from multiple defenses, right? It's the same defense, same secondary. Whether it's defensive linemen like Jared Verse and Braden Fisk from Florida State, or Sion Vaki and Cole Bishop at Utah. Kalen King and Johnny Dixon from Penn State were both excellent this year playing opposite of each other. I mentioned, look, Johnny Dixon was targeted 130 times in his five years in the SEC and the Big Ten. Only gave up two touchdowns, again, on 130 targets, and he hasn't given up a touchdown in the last two years in the Big Ten. And they're not playing slouches every single week in the Big Ten, for you guys that are familiar out there with the Big Ten Conference. It's no slouch lining up every single week, nose to nose, with some of the best receivers in the country. So, hope you guys enjoyed. Again, a lot more of these prospect interviews to come out for you guys. I'm on Twitter. If you don't follow me already, underscore Ryan Fowler on X. And all my work can be found at Bleacher Report and thedraftnetwork.com. And this interview will be posted in the coming days on my socials as well. So, always appreciate you guys. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Ryan Fowler. And this is Commanding the Huddle.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.